Okay, I think we can begin. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for coming. Of like, course, thank you for having me. Great, great. This uh, today will be the episode twenty. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. We just drag on like <laughs> just continues. <laughs> I get twenty episodes already. That's yeah. awesome. I didn't know that you were already at that many. Yeah, and uh, it's amazing. Like uh, I'm really surprised. Some some of the just customers like were chatting, and then I said oh, I want to tell people story, and then some of them they just really amazing people, really open minded, and they're they're not shy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a risk in that yeah. when they're not shy, but it's good. Actually, you get some if, nice, honest yeah. stories. If it were me, actually, I would uh, probably think twice or say no or something. I, you know, <laughs> you started. You're doing this YouTube channel, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not already getting us off course. But you're you already do these reviews, yeah. Yeah. and then you're doing all these interviews. Yeah. What are you afraid yeah. of? You've got nothing to be afraid of. You no, nothing to say no to. I'd love to see somebody yeah. just interview you. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the January 2021, when mm -hmm. I got the chance, like the media thing, yeah. so the Global News was the first one. They they want me on TV, and they send a team to have video inside. So that time, it took me like five minutes. Somebody called me. I was thinking to, like, debate within myself to see because I just really don't want to show my face. Interesting. Yeah, because before I had a full full time IT job, that's why. I don't want to get be fired. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> you don't want to draw attention <laughs> yeah, to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But even though, even that time, January 2021, yeah. I already not working. I, I kind of laid off already the, during the pandemic. Yeah. It's still like like Chinese living here. We want to live a little bit low profile. Sure. Don't want my picture facing uh, on the internet. And now here you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your name is Mitch, right? Yeah, Mitch, Mitch Dyer. Mitch Dyer. That's amazing. I, I kind of, um, we, we met on the Twitter and then you kind of, because I work in IT, mm -hmm. even I don't play a lot of games, but sure. the gaming is very close to IT. Yeah, of course, of course. And it's, uh, it's really amazing. Like you, you, you wrote a lot of, you wrote for a lot of good games, right? The, I, I think they were good. Yeah. yeah. I, I got to work Famous on a couple games. Star Wars yeah. games. Yeah. I got to work on Star Wars Battlefront 2 and Star yeah. Wars Squadrons. Mm -hmm. uh, I also did a little bit of work on a DC comics game called Gotham yeah. Knights. Yeah, and also the the pandemic did us like the restaurant business is not good. No, the, I can't. But imagine. for the gaming, it's better, right? It was it was interesting because for a long time, when you work inside of a studio full time, yeah. right, you're at a game developer. It's usually you have your office, your team of anywhere from fifty to you know Ubisoft in Montreal has like three thousand employees in Montreal. So for teams to make three thousand, yeah. Across, you know, they have several buildings oh, okay. and different teams making different games, um, and then they cross collaborate with studios in you know Singapore and uh, Kiev and all over the place. So they like it's it's a very uh, technologically uh, <laughs> demanding kind yeah. of industry. So when COVID hit, we we were living in a point where you know working from home was detrimental. To the project, it was it slowed people down yeah, because they couldn't. Yeah. It's it's just really hard to you know on a remote desktop to go in yeah. and work in a, a piece of technology that's very demanding on a PC. Um, so it's hard to make games in general. And then when you add remote to that, it got really difficult. But to your point about IT, yeah. the IT people across the games industry, I would credit single-handedly with making video game development possible and successful in a remote capacity, mm -hmm. like. The IT folks, when I worked at Electronic Arts, Frank, uh, 
they were amazing. Like, yeah. they, like Frank and his team were just unbelievable in terms of making sure that everybody had everything they needed and putting everybody in a position to succeed. It was amazing. So now, now that I think studios and, and teams have figured out how to work remote and, and how to better communicate after yeah. 18 months of this, I think we've hit a point where I think we'll see a lot more teams working remotely. I think we'll see people hiring for remote positions because it's it's not just possible now, but it's successful. Yeah, it's successful. Yeah, yeah. So especially IT benefiting IT. Also for the gaming, it's uh, the market is getting bigger as it's well. It's enormous. Yeah, yeah, I think people might, staying home. <laughs> yeah, and I, I might be making this up. Like I know that financially, games were massively successful in the pandemic. Yeah. Probably for that reason, right? Like yeah, you're exactly. at home more often. You what yeah. are you going to do? And also all this yeah, time, extra exactly. time at home. Um, yeah. Instead of spending money on restaurants, they spend <laughs> yeah. money on yeah. games. Sorry, games is taking away all your money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think if they have stats, probably they can show fifty yeah. increase or something, fifty percent, whatever. It's a yeah. big, big game, right? It's, yeah, it's wild. I think I might. I think this is correct, but I think video games is like the most financially yeah. successful entertainment medium yeah. that there is. Like. It just makes enormous amounts of money because there's so many people who play games, right? Yeah, it's and it's, it's yeah. not just sitting at home and playing your consoles. It's things on your mobile phone or whatever. It's everywhere. VR. But have you heard the news? Like I guess several months ago, two or three months ago, like uh, what happened in China? They tried to limit the kind of like younger than eighteen. They limit the yeah. hours playing yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I couldn't That's a big that. blow as well. Yeah, right? and it's. It's just things like I don't know what you yeah. can do about it as a citizen. Yeah, and also the I I'm not following, but the the shares for the gaming company in China must be hit really hard. Yeah, I have I don't keep How about up with, here. With, about? I wish I knew more about that realm yeah. because because China has such a, a huge impact yeah. in video games, and the, and now you're seeing a lot more Chinese companies um, like NetEase and Tencent yeah, investing NetEase, yeah. in companies here and trying to get studios up in like uh, NetEase started a studio in already yeah. yeah I have a friend a very good friend he sent back to Hangzhou for training or working with the colleagues to prepare for this is the NetEase yeah the yeah I had, I had spoken to them about a year ago about a position and it was it was interesting because yeah. my understanding was when you get hired in Montreal they want you to go out and to, and to China to, yeah and Hangzhou, to train it yeah Hangzhou uh, specifically to, to interface with your Chinese teammates, yeah, right? Because yeah. you're working with studios, presumably, you know, yeah. we're in Quebec, so we already yeah. have the language barrier yeah. of English and French, because there's a lot of Anglo folk like me who enjoy Montreal. Uh, and then adding onto that, like, another language barrier yeah. and the time zone difference, time right? Yeah. So being able to send people the out. The benefit could be you can work 24, 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, just be on like, call. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, are they open already? Because we had news in Chinese media. They said they opened up office net easy in Montreal already. Yeah, I, th I don't know what their status is. Yeah, like, but it's know. open. Yeah, they're they're hiring up and they've got people. And, oh really? Yeah. That's interesting. My friend's supposed to come back. He uh, he went. I almost before the pandemic, he went back. Had a baby already in Hangzhou. He's not coming back. Wait, he's been there that long? Yeah, very long. <laughs> I I don't know what's happening to this guy. He still has a still has a house in West Island. We we very close, like uh, basically five hundred meters. Oh, within. perfect! So, so we take over. A, yeah, sometimes we take take a look inside of the house and just uh, make sure him. everything's working. Yeah, yeah, every, everything is okay. And it's crazy. Like um, that time before the pandemic, they were talking about setting up office. So he working, he was working like for a company in Montreal. The game, I don't know which company, mm -hmm. but. I guess he jumped to the NetEase okay. because NetEase was very promising that time. Yeah, because Montreal is such, it's, it's very rich for talent. 
for games development because there's so many studios and the like the, there's also the tax benefits yeah. like if you start a studio in Montreal Seriously. you get a nice tax break so it's a, it's a good incentive for a lot of companies American Chinese wherever you're coming from to invest in I studios I heard that here. as well the IT company they get a lot of tax credits from government if you have yeah. maintain a team of I remember last time I worked at IT. They said as long as you maintain a, a company size more than one hundred, they yep. give you a lot of money back. Yeah, and I think there might even be scaling bonuses, yeah. or you know, just like extra, like <laughs> good job, like you hired more people, or you know, in five years you need to hire five hundred people, and if, if when you hit those cadences and you reach that that's, number of employees, then you get your that's I think, crazy. Tax breaks. That's how they attracted. Like Montreal is like, a, is that like a, just like a boasting, or is that real? Like Montreal is a Kind of has a big important city for gaming business. No, I think it's for real. It's That's real. For real. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people are just saying like we they are great for yeah. totally. Yeah, like when I think about major hubs yeah. for game development, Montreal is the first one that comes to mind. Like more so than Los Angeles or San really? Francisco or New York. Like there, are, there's certainly a lot of teams in those cities, yeah. but not to the scale and degree that there is yeah. here. Okay, what attract you here? Because you said you were like in the West, right? Yeah. So I, I grew up in Alberta. Uh, and Alberta is the uh, which city? It's out west. It's, I was in. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Carstairs. Okay, okay. It was about an hour outside of Calgary. Okay. Uh, oh, Calgary is the yeah. capital, right? It's the biggest city. Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton. I think, I think Calgary Cal is the biggest city, but Edmonton is the capital. capital. I don't really know how it works. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who makes these decisions. It's, it's Ottawa is not biggest city. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. So I, I I grew up in like the rural farmland prairies. Okay. And then when I was 23, I moved to San Francisco for a job. Um, I worked in games media before I worked in games development, so I was covering games, right? I was interviewing developers and writing reviews and previews and you know, all sorts of features yeah. about games. And after a few years in San Francisco, uh, I got I was contacted about an opportunity to write a video game, which wasn't something I had ever really thought about doing. It was something that... So you kind reviewing. Yeah, because yeah, I had always just talked about games, and I liked that very much. But at the, at the time that I was, you know, thinking about leaving games media, I didn't really know what I wanted. So being able to be creative with a team and make games was, it was something I never really thought I could be prepared for, not really something I thought, oh, I have the skills for this, or, you know, because I, I, making games is so hard and it's, it requires training and school and things like that to, to understand the various complicated disciplines. I didn't have any of that. So I got really lucky. Um, and writing being, you know, it's, it's a lot less technical than being a game designer, or being an animator, or being a programmer, certainly. But you have to be really good at the English or writing literature thing. And that's the only thing I've ever been good at, is language. Uh, yeah. As I fail to think of words, as I brag about how good I am at English. But, you know, I was good at English class, and I liked writing essays in college, and I, I, I liked creative writing. Um, even though I don't think I was very good at it, I did enjoy the process. Cool. Shakespeare thing. You yeah, can read, yeah, yeah, you can, totally. you can read Shakespeare. I can try to read Shakespeare. <laughs> it's difficult. I don't. It's it's definitely tough still for me. But I do. I love. I love seeing how stories have evolved over time. Like, you look at something like uh, Shakespeare, and it was yeah. it was the language of the people at the time, and it was yeah. very different. In the oh, way he ancient, wrote. like ancient. Yeah, and and for us now, like that old English is like a little bit incomprehensible. Yeah. But at the time, it was it was how people were talking. It wasn't. And I, I think about Hamilton the same way, like the, the Broadway play Hamilton is the same way, right? It's, it's a hip-hop play about history, and that's, it's using the language of the modern people to speak about events of the past. But that Shakespeare only 300, how many years ago? 
300? Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was the... But the Chinese language, Chinese language is crazy. We, we call it ancient Chinese. Yeah. It's the character. Right now, it's in mainland, we call it simplified Chinese. In mm -hmm. Taiwan, Hong Kong still use the traditional character. It's not simplified. We can guess. It's more like uh, strokes. Uh, like, uh, it's more difficult to write. But you can understand. You can read. Still yeah. read. But the problem is the meaning. They change over time. And also, they use yep. much less characters to express a sentence, to have a sentence. You all, we have in the Chinese uh, subject in school, we always have the traditional Chinese, the, the texture, the text from the, the history book, for example, a thousand years ago, 1500 years ago, we still have that same textbook. So we're reading that. It's so difficult, you have to understand. Yeah. Like, everything they have only four or five characters, instead of like, 20, 10, something like the people talking today. Yeah. But that's like, uh, that time they were just using much much less characters to express their yeah. stuff. So for us, like, it's very difficult to pass. But today we're not writing, like, we're not writing an article or something like that. Sure, yeah. yeah. But be, that's the big difference. But Shakespeare is only like 300 years ago. But for Chinese, and like, it's changed uh, so we're, rapidly. Yeah, so rapid, like, yeah. Some stuff, the Charles Dickens, the the tale of the two cities, yeah. whatever the book, it's crazy. I I'm learning my English. I try to read the the original books. Mm -hmm. It took me really on the train. I have to look up the dictionary for so many times. If it makes you feel yeah. better, so yeah. do I. Yeah. Some of those old books really? are rough. Yeah, yeah. Stay away from James Joyce. Yeah. Sometimes you enjoy the classic, the the ideas behind yeah. the the authors, but like uh, it's so difficult, like crazy. Do you That's, use your library downstairs? Because the, the restaurant, yeah, yeah, if you don't know, the yeah. Antai restaurant, the first floor has a library where you can yeah, small, donate yeah. red books, which I love. And I next time I come, yeah. by the way, this is my first time in the restaurant. I've, yeah. or, I've eaten your food a billion times. Yeah. This is my first time here. Okay. Next time I need to remember to bring a book. Don't yeah, because the the pandemic, almost two yeah. years, the pandemic. Yeah, because yeah, we found you right before the pandemic. Yeah, it's crazy. And then that, that hit, and we never got to come out. The pandemic is really, it makes like the, it just lose track of time. Like almost. It's wild. Yeah, two years. Like, yeah, I, can't, I genuinely can't believe that. And I don't. <laughs> I I think we have another one one more year to go. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Yeah, one more year to go. We're so close, but not quite there yeah. yet. You know, I always like uh, when I try to learn English. I first I have to listen to radio a lot, watch a lot of yeah. TV shows, American shows, and another thing I read a lot of books in English. So the best I think is you know the more I always say like the more uh, literature kind of stuff you have. It's more difficult for us to to more beneficial, more useful for yeah. us to learn English. So I like the the Twilight. I read the whole oh, three books of that's the, perfect because it's such simple language. Exactly, the whole book, and it's very direct statements about how people are feeling. So yeah. you're never confused. Exactly, and also other books like the modern setup, like a modern life setup. Yeah. So you have a lot of vocabulary inside the daily conversations. Yeah. it's amazing. So I all like I really enjoy the. The classics, but I really like uh, what helps uh, me a lot. The the books from today, like whatever popular writers, yeah, like it's amazing. Like I, oh, this may, may not be that great as uh, literature, but uh, it helped me a lot. Yeah, but that's not what you're yeah. doing it for. Yeah. If it's good literature, great. But yeah. if it helps you learn language, and that's what you're yeah. there for, perfect. And for the TV, I always watch that called uh, Desperate Housewives. It's amazing. I, is it really? Yeah, because all the dialogues, you're a writer. Sure. But for them, the writer, they, they, they write everything, all dialogues. 
all dialogue about daily life, everything. Yeah. And there's no background music. There's no that heavy background, like wow. all this. So it's clear. It's, so it's just focusing on the words. Yeah, and the exactly. People. I even don't. I That's kind of perfect yeah, for learning language. Exactly. It's a, and they constantly talking. Yeah. Everybody was talking. The, well, and the, if it's they, about mundane, everyday yeah, things and yeah. living a life and having a home and yeah. having kids in the family, yeah. like it's perfect to learn yeah. things that you can yeah. use. And at the beginning or end, they have a monologue or whatever, yeah. the narrative. It's amazing. You just practice your listening. It's amazing. And that's my best, best ever. I recommend to everybody there. They start learning English or they want to kind of get familiar with the... But others, like uh, the CSI or the Law and Order, you have all this kind of... You cannot hear... Listen clearly, the, the because they have lots of background, the soundtracks, whatever. Yeah, I never thought about that yeah. as a distraction, it's, but yeah. it makes huge sense. Yeah, like some like action movies, you barely like listen ten words in the whole yeah. movie, and then always like when they say like um, Stallone, the what is the the first blood, okay. the guy, the guy, you can never learn English from this guy. And it's too loud. Yeah, yeah. and also yeah. he has an accent. He yeah. did that kind of voice. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he's, it's way, a, he's way down here too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, right now, I can some of them. I can enjoy the movie. So it it, it depends on the purpose. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. Actually, I forgot to. Uh, let's just start ordering. Oh yeah, we can do that. We've yeah. been talking. Do you find that? Yeah, thank you. That you prefer learning language through text or listening. Like, is reading preferable to you, or do you learn more and, and gain actually, more for me, watching? it's like uh, watching watching like uh, TV shows would be uh, enjoy more okay. enjoyable for me. So that's I, I kind of kind of lazy a lot of times. I want to my <laughs> the best way my, to learn. My best life would be watch movies all all day long. That does sound ideal. Yeah, yeah. but in the Books. I read a lot of the classic literature from like British, French yeah. literatures, but their Chinese translation. When I was in high school, I read a lot of them. Have you done it the other way? Have you read Chinese literature that's been translated to English? No, they they, they won't. This best is called uh, the the Dream of Red Chamber. That's the classic. I guess the number one in China literature. Dream of Red Chamber. Yeah, Red Chamber. It's about like the rich noble family. I'm gonna write it down. It's a uh, that one is. It's like Shakespeare, literally. It's like Shakespeare <laughs> in Chinese. The the, the it's very thick in like old Chinese. In it's, old, that's what's amazing about like ancient Chinese stories are yeah. so large. All of them, yeah. like Water Margin yeah. and and Journey to yeah. the West, they're huge. And they're, you can Google it, like yeah. uh, the Dream of Red Chamber in Chinese. Hong Lou Meng, Red Chamber, Red uh, Building Dream, Hong Lou Meng. It's a uh, it's crazy. Uh, for us, it's very difficult to read as well because it's ancient Chinese. But <laughs> it the, comes in several volumes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like an encyclopedia collection. That is awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, okay. Good to know. It's totally like Shakespeare. Totally. And this guy, the author, he's they say he's from a big family, noble family. He's super rich when he grew up. But probably when he was in his 15, 16 years old, when he was. His family kind of going down the whole wealth of the family, so he got the experience of super rich family, and so that's why in the book he wrote the story about the decorations of a building, the people relationship, the the whole thing. It's all it, very it's out of touch, out of touch. You ordinary people just could not. It's like a royal family. <laughs> yeah, nobody it, can like. I can't yeah. connect with this man. Like, and also he wrote a lot of poems inside the whole book. Okay, thousands of them. 
to describe all kind of different characters. They they wrote poems, but it's all from him. Yeah, that guy is. They said that this guy is from Alien. It's Alien. <laughs> yeah, how do you write that much? It's totally one hundred twenty chapters. But he before he died, he only finished eighty chapters. So the last forty chapters is from somebody another author、oh, starting his work okay, okay. to finish. Just but trying to complete yeah, it. So the ending, there's a lot of like、uh, associations, literary associations in China. They started this book, so the, a lot of them saying like the ending should not be this way or whatever. Yeah, it's a big thing, huge. All right, so, so beyond, beyond, that, beyond that menu, so my go-to meal, the thing that I have ordered every single time I have ever eaten your food, is the twice cooked pork. Oh yeah, that one is good. Fabulous stuff. So、uh, you enjoy the real Chinese food. <laughs> See, this is the thing is I've only ever lived here, so I don't know what's real and what's this like. Like I, I know that like、uh, there's a couple chicken dishes that are are definitely considered to be more North yeah, Americanized. Yeah, twice cooked pork because it's very a、uh, little bit. Greasy, yeah, you know, it's a, I love it. it I love that so much. It's perfect because it goes. It pairs so nice with rice because、yeah. it's so greasy. Ah,、oh, so good. Yeah, like the general Tao chicken. I know. It's, it's like that's like a North Americanized. I, I like food,、right? it. Yeah, it's yeah. Really, this one is great invention from California, from, from San California. Francisco. There you go. You, you stayed there several, several four, four years. Four years. Yeah. San Francisco is amazing. Because the most batch of Chinese, like I guess in nineteen eighteen hundred or even seventeen hundred Dynasty Qing time, so they were they were tricked. Actually, they were sold by some agents in China. They sold them as a cheap labor to they pro they they promised them like、uh, there's a country called America. Yeah, and that's why America translated in Chinese is beautiful country, 美国 beautiful、mm. country,、okay. America, and then they promised them you had a poor life here. There's another country there. You go there. There's there's a city called San Francisco. They translate like a golden city, uh, uh, a golden、okay. mountain. Yeah, because they dig gold. They said the gold everywhere. So that's even San Francisco in Chinese the name nothing to do with San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. We call it the old gold mountain. The, literally, Jiu Jingshan. So the first one. That's why they end up like doing the railway, pave the railway tracks, doing the explosive, right? Yeah. They say Chinese, okay, you go there to do the explosive, and then they set up probably blow yourself up. And so that's the surely、yeah. no safety regulations yeah, yeah. for the、yeah. the immigrants that they had brought. That、in. was the first batch of、uh, Chinese people in North America. Wow. They were tricked. Actually, I'm honestly surprised that it took, that it doesn't go farther back. No, not so much. Japanese probably yes. Japanese、yeah. in Hawaii, they were like、uh, I guess they were kind of adventurous. Some some early time because they're living、yeah. island. I guess、yeah. they're more like British. Sometimes they they study history. They saying like、uh, more like expanding in their mind because they they have very little resources like on island. So they naturally they look for land. They look for yeah like British yeah. Japanese the same idea.、It's, I I kind of think too much, I guess. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good to know your history.、Yeah. General Tao chicken was invented there. It's amazing. That's interesting. What else do you recommend? What do you think? What do you think is like the star dish on this menu? Uh, star. Like if you had a signature dish. I think would be the, the braised pork belly with sweet potato. But that one would be a little bit. Overlapping, really, a little bit overlapping with the twice cooked pork because same is from pork pork belly、yeah. as well. Yeah, 
Interesting. I've and never that, had the braised. Yeah, another one is the spicy dicer chicken. That one has bones. I, I don't mind to eat the bones, eat the bones in front of camera. And I, it's good to the microphone's to, nice yeah, and close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to worry a little bit, but then after that, you know, once you, sure. we see, once you like in front of camera several times, you don't mind anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three cup chicken is always good, but it has bones as well, but it's tender. We can try the sweet sour pork ribs. This one, this one, actually, this one a little bit, we had this uh, before was um, stewed, like kind of a little bit long, longer time, so it's a little bit more tender, right? Now mm. it's a less tender. That's why I'm saying like, maybe people don't like that anymore. I, I kind of want to see that. Do you change your menu very often? Like maybe not the items on it, but how you prepare it? Nope. No. No. Pretty Actually, consistent. even the items on the menu, we just get a little bit less. We don't add new items. Oh, okay. That's a lot of things there. A lot of Chinese customers, they will say like, you will do a bad business because they always want new items on the mm. on the menu. But uh, I'm kind of doing opposite. Because for us, I want if the kitchen, the team, you if you want to have maintain the quality or improve the quality, you have to have that yeah. stable. Well, and it's just not practical that, you know, if you have yeah. 100 items on your menu as exactly. opposed to 50, now you have so much more. Yeah, you get it. You have the first one telling I, you I worked in restaurants yeah. for a long time. Yeah. I get exactly. it. So you have, we have very small <laughs> menu. No, it's good. It's nice and focused. Yeah. That's, I'm an IT engineer, so sometimes you have to keep the reality, you know, keep it realistic, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you see, I have a lot of items, but the, the kitchen would be a mess. Yeah. What about vegetables? We should probably have some vegetables, some actual vitamins today. The, besides jalapeno, the that one, peppers, the green pepper, uh, green beans, is green beans, dry fried green beans, always popular. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, we we order a lot of the green beans yeah. until we discover the cabbage stir fry, yeah, yeah. and then we start getting the cabbage stir fry. But let's do some green beans. Yeah. Actually, I hate people ordering a lot of the because this one taking a lot of time to cut the both ends. Mm. We need to cut the ends. Yeah. I cut. I guess maybe thousands of ends already. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. It takes time to... It does. Yeah. Something else? We can eat a lot. Do you want some, some uh, <laughs> shrimps? Uh, I'm not big on seafood. Okay. That's, okay. that's one thing I'm not... I wish I liked seafood because there's so many different yeah. and varied yeah. ways to do it, but it doesn't work for me a lot of the time. Do you want to try the eggplant little bell pepper? Or? So I do, and I'll tell you why, and it's because I don't like eggplant, yeah. but I like your restaurant so much that I feel like I would like your eggplant. Let's try this Let's one. do it. Yeah. You want skim rice as well, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. please. The Great. classic. Yeah, we can. Great. Seems good. like a lot of food. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> should be good. <laughs> I'm gonna run down. Let me All check. Right, it's still uh, running or not? I'll spend time with people here. <laughs> uh, okay. Great. <laughs> no, it's all good. Hello. I don't really have anything to say. We're just banting until Megan gets back. Uh, I love this restaurant, genuinely. Uh, Antai Cuisine, it's the good stuff. I, like I mentioned, I've never been here, but I love that, uh, so it's two floors, the place is huge, love that. Uh, but I love that downstairs, it's so cozy, like you walk in and there's just a library of books, like a huge amount of bookshelves. Um, you can donate books, bring books, if you can donate books, donate books here, libraries, anywhere, donate books, it's so good. Use libraries, they're amazing. You just get free books. Get a library membership. Uh, yeah, I love to share books with people. So donating books is always good. Okay. Actually, do you know Kim? 
Kim Belair. I do. Yeah, yeah. Kim really? Kim, it's the famous Kim Belair who's tweet made your restaurant yeah, yeah. known to the world. Kim and I run in similar circles because we have similar jobs. We're both working in video game development. We both are oh, writers. She, oh, she's. I thought she's a storyteller. She is. Yeah. So, so she has a company called Sweet Baby, yeah. uh, and you can hire Sweet Baby Inc. Yeah. to to do narrative. Right? They're like a storytelling services yeah. company. And part of that is, you know, Kim came from writing. I'm just like telling Kim's biography now, but Kim Kim wrote games and now has this company where they 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 do writing and they do narrative support and they help teams uh, tell stories. Cool. So you you do know each other? Yeah, Kim worked on the floor beneath me when I was at Electronic Arts. Uh, really? Yeah, we had a mutual friend who introduced us. Uh, yeah, and then we just you know because Kim was the floor beneath me, we just get lunch once a week, hang out, talk games, and all that. Seriously, kind of stuff. that's a small world. Yeah. And Aunt Ai is our favorite restaurant. Both we, it's like separate before we knew each other. Yes. We had talked about like, oh, that restaurant is so good. Thank you, thank you. Actually, that's amazing. Like uh, that's because like uh, for me, I'm from. Uh, I, I learned computer science. Yeah. So like a very safe, you know, safe choice. Mm -hmm. Like you always like as long as like you work in IT, you speak some English. I guess go anywhere for me, like any country, probably I can find a job, maybe. Yeah, because a computer yeah. is a computer. Yeah, it's a computer. Compu yeah, so it's a safe choice totally. as, a, as a career. That's why, like you mentioned, you you grew up in countryside. Mm -hmm. Happen, I happen to grow up in countryside, mm. but it's totally different. I find the countryside in Canada, it's like like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, maybe a thousand times better than our countryside. Really? Thousand. How come? Because like what we have... We, here they call it farmer. In there we call it peasant. Mm. It's literally I don't know. It's the very degrading, just out of the gate. Yeah, like, and also it depends the land we we own. It's not own even the the government owns all land. We just yeah. have the right to use it. It's like a lease. Yeah, lease. <laughs> so basically, it depends on the different provinces. Like uh, majority of them, forty years ago, like before the opening up thing, the reform. Uh, Depends on the province. Forty years ago, some provinces have very less little farm, farming land. So for us, we were lucky. I'm from Jiangsu province, so average like uh, every population person, we had about two units. Like two units, like uh, it's called more, more. Like uh, that's kind of about like uh, you know the acre. The yeah, acre okay. here, one acre equals six units, like Chinese units. So it's pretty small. Pretty really? small, like yeah. per, per, uh, per population. My family will have grandparents, the grandpa, grandma, and then parents too, and have three siblings. And also my one aunt, she married out, but somehow still count as us. So we yeah. have the, the quotation of eight. Quote yeah, of a lot eight. of family. So eight, we, eight plus two, so we almost get 20. That about total family had living on, we lived on three acres. About three acres, but they were in different locations. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to be fair, the whole village you need to some some piece of land. They kind of more is better. Just the soil more loosen up. Oh, okay. Like so, we end up like I guess seven, eight different places. This three lake acres. So split about by several locations. So you have to grow so little, yeah. so small, and uh, that time like really. Eight people living on their thing. See, in Alberta is the opposite, and and I grew up not really liking Alberta because it was so empty. Yeah. Because there's so much farmland, right? You drive down a highway, and you could drive for hours, and it's just 
you know, wheat fields. And that's the, it's just that's the advantage, though. 100%. Because, yeah, it's, like, it's amazing for the region, yeah. of course. Yeah. Like, for the province, it's amazing. But growing up and, like... So your family own a land, like uh, no, we. I mean, we we lived in a rural area. We we lived on a farm for a while, but we weren't farmers. Really? You know? No. We had, how like, come you? We have family members who are farmers, but my family was more. We lived in the town, and yeah. and my parents, you know, worked for the town. Uh, my, a lot of my family works for the town. Okay. Doing you know administration and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we. Uh, my mom was a manager at a restaurant uh, for a long, long time. Various restaurants all over town. Um, my dad worked at the golf course for a long time. Did some like. So you did not do any farming thing. You, you, you no, but we have family who, who are farmers. So we would go out to my aunts and uncles, and you know we'd go bale hay for yeah. my uncle Daryl, yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, feed the cows, all that kind of stuff. So I, I was exposed to it and yeah. and was aware of it, but it wasn't my life. Like there was definitely a, okay. a, a difference between kids at school who were like, yeah. oh, they're a farm kid, right? Yeah. Like, you know that, like, after school, they're going to go home and bust their ass yeah, to exactly. go bunch of work for yeah. their dad. Whereas I'm going to go home and play video play, games play with games, my friend Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we call them, like, uh, what, what we call them, like, even the village, we, I, as a, like, as, as far as I have the memory, I was always working, high lifting, heavy lifting, everything we could because we are three boys, have two other brothers. When I was five, six, we have to help. We have yeah. to, all, only, my grandparents, they were like, they were bodily ill. They, they were kind of sick. My grandfather, he was like sick and bedded or whatever. Like uh, he had the issues with stomach. Mm. So always my only two parents, they, they did the most of things. So yeah. we have to contribute. So of course. did everything crazy, so heavy, like as a six, seven. Yeah, and lifting they, a bale of hay yeah. is really hard. I don't and know if I can do it now like, with these noodle arms. A lot of things by hand. And then in the village, some kid, we call them, I was tanned a lot, but even today, that we exposed to the sun yeah. every day, but only two, few kids in the, the village, sometimes, even that time, they were spoiled. Some, like, they're, they're, I know one, two brothers, their parents, they just did not let them do, they just do the homework. Yeah. And then they did not let them do, do this kind of crazy thing. They look much paler. Mm. They're pale. So, like, I always, like, don't, I did not like them. Like, That's why so, I'm so pale, bro. <laughs> I was like the I, I always blame because in Chinese my color the the tone it's very very dark, so they say you are from Malaysia <laughs> or somewhere right yeah some people from South Asia more exposed to the sun. In in the in, when I grew up my color face color was my little bit problem mm -hmm. myself give me even lower my self confidence really <laughs> yeah that it's that big sucks. deal. And, uh, yeah, because you're, you're being othered by yeah, people. Exactly. Or they, you're supposed to be in their community. I always explain them. It's not gene-related. It's yeah. not... My second old brother is very pale. <laughs> I always tell them, like, you know, my color, I, I explored to the sun too much when I was young. But then, when I'm in the city, a lot of long time, not exposing to the sun, but still get the same thing. <laughs> it's a kind of... It's a big deal. That time, like, in the senior high school, uh, I still have the... We have a, a desk, like a, we have a big class, 60 mm -hmm. people, students. The desk were two guys, and then front of the two girls. I was doing better on the, on the study. So the two girls always asked me questions. So the other guy was a little bit jealous. And he, he was not good at sports. Everything was not, there's no advantage or something. So he, one time, he literally pulled out my hand and said, look at our hand. <laughs> like, my hand is darker. And he said, he literally said that. That's that's 
when I'm 16 already. Yeah. I, that was crazy. You know, look at if you look. Horrible. At, yeah. It's like so naive. Yeah. It's like when you are it's 16. Very narrow yeah. Worldview. 16, 17, you compare like your the color of your hand. Like it matters at all. And that guy, uh, but we had a like B class, 60 students. But after the graduation, we went to different universities, so we kind of lost contact. Mm -hmm. But that memory, I still remember. It's crazy. It pulled up my hand. Like he was comparing his kind of, you know, you know, I'm better than you on this. Seriously. The worst. Yeah. The so, worst kind of people. Yeah. So it's it's the the farming thing gave me a lot of a uh, hard hard memory. Yeah. It's like all the time like exposing to the that time the it's the I don't know if it's global warming or not but it's uh, definitely the weather was uh, smoothened right now the oh maybe it's even more hot in the summer but I did not have the experience but the winter definitely a lot lot warmer mm. right now a lot warmer than when I grew up it's crazy. What is the winter like in China? Like where you grew up? Because it's obviously so yeah, huge. Here, yeah, but. yeah. And the the northern cities, like uh, north to the Great Wall, it's like totally like Montreal weather. Oh wow! It's like a winter okay. is brutal, but like uh, that's why we built. They built the two thousand years ago. Yeah. Built the Great Wall to defend the barbarians from the yeah. north. So, but from my province, it's like Jiangsu is very nice in the history rich kind of relatively rich province because the land is more flat. So they always have the agriculture going on. Right. So it's next to Shanghai. Shanghai used to part of our province, Shanghai, bef mm -hmm. before it was colonized or something by the West. So then they kind of, you know, they kind of grew too much. So they thought they were above us. <laughs> yeah. So Jiangsu is in the middle, but in the east to the coast. So we were, we were doing fine. But the weather-wise, it's like the winter will be, we used to have minus 10 like a month or two yeah. around Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year is always the coldest time of the year. Mm. It's about very cold, end of January, yeah. beginning of February. So that's about minus 10. In the summer, it could be above 35 Celsius degree. Br brutal, very... Yep, that's a lot. That's, yeah. that's harsh yeah. when you're doing outdoor manual labor. Yeah, it's, we, we, <laughs> it's not fun. Literally, we have to... I have a lot of aunts. We call all of... I bought aunt, aunties. Yeah. Like uh, aunties, uncles in the yeah. whole village. As yeah. long as one generation above you, it's all <laughs> yep. aunties and yep. uncles. And we used to uh, to get like the the weeds the in the in the field. Mm -hmm. We used to use the the kind of that tool. Is like the head is long, and then the head has like a a sickle or something. So you you pull, plow the 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 field. Yeah. So the you land is loose. Yeah. So yeah the 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 weed and you have you plant them like the soybeans or something by rows right so in the middle you plow them mm. so the weed will be upside down yeah and we normally we did that before eight o'clock in the morning we finished everything uh six to nine something like that so we did that thing plowing so the the roots will be out uh, up and then when 10 11 12 o'clock the sun came out and then they dead right away so that's how that's we perfect. yeah that's yeah. how we kill the weeds in the field, but that's the thing you have to get up super early. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, when the sun is out, it's even nine, ten. It's crazy. It's Are you really... a morning person now? No, no, not no. at all. I this morning actually I slept till nine o'clock. Seriously, I was uh, at night. I watched a lot of YouTube. Yeah, perfect. So twelve one last night was about actually last night I watched a movie on Netflix. There you go. Yeah. 
But you know that when it was super hot, we had to. I we rode the very poor bicycle sometimes two kilometers the 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 land the the farm. So we rode there, rode bicycle to to the place. We get there about six o'clock in the morning. So we do only three hours. Yeah. Too hot till nine, <coughs> ten, eleven. But the kids like me and we have a little little shed there just to to block the sun. So I we will rest from noon from eleven to two. But the the adults they were still doing that in the field within the little hat, yeah. the straw hat, and it's crazy. And then we uh, when it's a little bit after three or four five o'clock, we we come out to do again. And then six seven we we it's we, an all day uh, thing. Yeah, it's very hot in the summer. But the problem is in the winter we do not have heating at all.、Mm. It's that's the really brutal in the Shanghai area as well. Even today, in China, I guess after Shandong,、uh, Jiangsu is here. To, a little bit north will be Shandong province. After them, they have the heating. They use the hot water.、Mm. The system,、uh, kind of the boil, like everybody they got the the pipes, the、mm -hmm. thing. Is I saw it here as well. So the hot water running through that thing, like a radiator thing. Yeah. And But not common, yeah, <laughs> where you were. But no, by law or by something, by the the tradition, if you not south to the to that province, there's a kind of a line. We never had that thing.、Hmm. But if you very north, like the they always have that heating. So for us, the winter it's very brutal. Bad, yeah. yeah, very very bad. It's minus five, minus two, but it's inside and outside the same temperature. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not good. Yeah, and even like the we did not have the window that time. Glass was a big thing. I remember we built the house like at the beginning was by mud. Is the wall is built by mud?、Mm -hmm. We we help like the kid like this family had to set up a, a house. So by mud, all the adults like relatives or the same family name they all have to help. Okay, they all have to help. So we kind of doing that heavy the mud thing. They they use the straw, I guess the straw mixed with mud, and then they lay that Keep wall. Stable, yeah, yeah. So the, they they did put up some window, the the wood frame, but over time there's no glass actually.、Yeah. The, at the beginning, the I guess that family or our family, the parents, they decide let's spend some money on this expensive window, but after only a month or like a, a year. Lot of them broken anyway. Even by us, maybe kids playing. Yeah. Somehow it's <laughs> it's all like it's the the wind that will come from everywhere. Like yeah, and if you're spending most of your near most of your year living in, in relative warmth,、right. like a season that gets cold like that, you're not going to be prepared for it because、yeah. you don't you don't need to most of the time.、Yeah, exactly, and in the summer, that's why the summer is super hot, thirty thirty five、mm -hmm. degrees. In the, at night we We kind of sleep at eight. We've, we had dinner six, seven, like eight or nine. We we could not sleep inside because we have to find a place. The wind is strong, so we we put a, like a a bench or a a broken desk. We literally sleep on that. Sleep on a a table or something. We find anything. Yeah. But, but the whole night, super strong the wind. But that's why we built really strong. I had never. I was never sick. To be honest, it's like. We were living. We were sleeping out in the open, like when the dew, the morning. Yeah, the, you're just the, exposing yourself yeah, to it. The, the parents always say you don't sleep the the dew in the morning. They always have the dew thing, and then said they're gonna be bad to your health. Like you get sick.、Mm -hmm. But we、uh, we had to sleep through the the very hot nights. 
and uh, also it's very windy you find yeah. you have a like a, a corridor thing between the house you have a corridor yeah. that super strong the the benefit of the strong wind is yeah. the the mosquitoes cannot bite you because there you they, go. yeah they can't yeah they cannot stay that's <laughs> the, like a nice silver lining yeah that's good yeah it's uh that's why it was super strong like never got sick like when we went to the city when i went to the city the, we find people super like weak they got sick of this or that even the when we got there when we when I arrived in Canada, this I see a lot of people allergic to peanuts. We we were allergic to nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even pesticide we can eat. <laughs> Something with pesticide, nothing. Eat it. Nothing will but yeah, nothing will but I never heard of anybody like in the whole village, the history all time. I never heard anybody like having allergic to. We we you give us anything we're gonna eat. It does make me wonder, like an allergy like that. I wonder if it like is that cult like. I don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't understand a lot of this. Yeah. I probably should. But like a peanut allergy is obviously very common here. Yeah, it's, like it, is, lot, it but, is. But I don't know if that's at, at the beginning. I, I thought it was a fake one, <laughs> but then realized it, it does almost sound like a joke. Not yeah. to be yeah. diminishing of something that is actually yeah. very serious, but it's it's surprising because you, like a peanut, it seems so yeah. tiny and harmless, yeah. and it's it's the oil, obviously. But I do wonder if that's cultivated here or in certain kinds of environments like how does a, a an allergy like that develop among I, I people in, in a region but not somewhere else yeah no maybe the condition of living standard is high yeah so people you, you you're getting too used to the clean thing everything so for also the allergy to the pollen thing i never thought i would have never thought i even had the allergy some like april may i have the yeah. allergy to the pollen i never thought of that i would have said what the hell? I would breathe anyway. I would, you know, it's like when I was have the mental thing, it's, yeah. why do I, but then after like uh, the first year, two or three years, when I got Canada, no issues. I saw the people, the Chinese immigrants, like it came several years earlier than me. Mm -hmm. They said they had the, what the hell are you talking about? I would never have that. But after 10 years, seven years, I, I started having that same thing. Well, we, I think as we get older too, we develop yeah. those kinds of things. Like I noticed, Oh, it's to I'm clean the air. Like we used to have the air. Yeah. Like we we smoke, we breathe through everything. <laughs> Won't bother us, you know. It's the yeah. it's kind of the immune system. Yeah. We never. Well, I'm frail and I'm falling apart. My useless immune system. <laughs> it's like, for for me like what the hell? What are you talking about? We we kind of anything you give us the air it doesn't matter what's inside. We're gonna take yeah, the man. oxygen. We're gonna take the <laughs> oxygen, get rid of the other, <laughs> other things. Yeah, you just filter it all out. Yeah, yeah. and then like in the it's kind of silly when I was seven eight I remember like anytime we have an easy in the stomach we do that thing like in the army doing this it will go away <laughs> seriously wow yeah it was really tough the boys we really we we fought each other and we kind of tough and then we have the head a little bit heavy and then we bang our head with a little stick or the hand and then they will go away <laughs> <laughs> seriously that I never tried that one yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing yeah it's always like it's way tough. Like when we see the people, the kids from the the, the county, the senior high school is the county is level below city. Yeah, it's the rural, is the countryside as well. So we see them like have this. You're, you guys are so weak <laughs> comparing to me. It's, I'm definitely weak. I've had a cold. Uh, like I got a cold this month for the first time in like yeah. two years. I was out. Just a basic normal cold, and I was just out. I couldn't yeah. handle any of it. You know, for us, it's been so long. Yeah. 
if, so I'm just weak. Yeah, for, from that time we grew up, when we had the cold, yeah. we're going to run. Seriously, we're yeah. going to work even harder yeah. to, to sweat it <laughs> out. Just get it out, yeah. It's kind of, it's maybe the Chinese medicine or something. Even like when you're a kid, you have a little bit of fever. They always they said it's opposite to the, the Western. You, you sweat it out, literally cover with the covers, heavy yeah. covers, and then you sweat like crazy. And then after that, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. We tried that. And uh, it's very opposite to what they used to. You keep your temperature cool, yeah, right? Yeah, Lower your body temperature. Different. But that time we did the opposite. But it worked as well. Yeah. But sometimes you, some, once in a while you did have big problem, you kind of have the brain damage. <laughs> if you keep the high temperature for long yeah, enough. Yeah, that's no good for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird. Still, I, I, right now here, in, in, if if my daughter has that thing, I probably will ask her to uh, take the Tylenol to bring mm. down the temperature or the physically have the the cold towel, yeah, like a cold to, compress yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, to to bring down. Uh, what I would not let her to try my method when I. You don't want to yeah. bop her in the head it's, with a stick. It, yeah, it's it's kind of a risky now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you take the risks, it, it depends like what you want to what you have to lose. Yeah. When that time we did not have much to lose, so we tried everything. We were lucky to survive. We have three three siblings. We all did fine. Good. Yeah, you know, now you're yeah. here. Doing a YouTube show in your restaurant that you want. <laughs> and uh, but you you did not do much of that. No, my like I I think my mom and my, my like my family was very much uh, like work ethic oriented. So my mom was very much like you got to work hard, you got to put in the time. Uh, we were like 12 or 13, she was like, get a job. So I was doing paper routes and I was a referee for hockey matches in the local arena, stuff like that. But it, w it was never anything as physically demanding as manual labor. So you the city boy, uh, kind of city. I think, yeah, like yeah. in heart for sure. Like I definitely, part, I mean part of it is I, I did feel out of place in a farming town. Like it just didn't, none of that felt like, I wasn't attracted to any of it, I didn't connect with any of it. So my job, like jobs that I sought out were like, businesses like I'm gonna go work for the restaurant or I'm gonna go work at the grocery store or whatever things like that um, while I would be at home writing and playing games but what is that like uh, did like uh, you have senior high school after that do you go to college or I like went to college so I when I graduated high school I took a year or two off because I didn't know what I wanted to do I but didn't high the, when you say high school the senior yeah. six years right finish six years uh, well yeah because it's in Canada, they, they call it K-12. So it's like kindergarten yeah. to grade 12. Oh, yeah. Six, six, six plus six. Yeah, exactly. But in, in my, my town, my uh, we had one school. So it was one school, yeah. all the students. From okay. kindergarten to grade 12. Classes were like 30 people at most yeah, each. Uh, so my graduating class was like 40, 50 people. That's not bad. Yeah, it was small. Now the town has multiple schools. So they have like yeah. a kindergarten to grade three and then uh, like a... I think they're doing another one, but I, like the, the main school that I went to yeah. is now 6 to 12. Yeah. So you finished 12 years education. Yep. Yep. And then my 12 years took a That was 18 years, years, off. 18 years old, yeah. right? Normally. Yeah. So, you yeah. so I graduated at 18 and had no idea what I wanted to do. The only thing I knew is I didn't want to do more school Seriously. at that time. Yeah, so your I, parents were okay with that? Yeah, because they, as long as I had a job, right? It was like, you can, if you're not going to go to college, it's fine, but make sure you're not being yeah. useless. Yeah. Like, don't be a drain on society. Don't smoke too much. Exactly. Uh, and after I graduated, when I was 18, I, I got the job, whatever job I got. Uh, and I stayed at home, and my mom started charging me rent. Seriously? Yeah. 
That's what I mean. My mom, she's like, for real, she's like, you got to work hard. You're going to pay rent. You're not going to get it easy. But she was, it was very supportive. It wasn't like she was trying to like yeah. teach us hard lessons and to punish us. It was very much like, I want to prepare you for what it's like being in the world. And it did help because when I did move to San Francisco, like going from Carstairs, Alberta, a town of 2,000 people at the time, to living in San Francisco, California, <laughs> it's a huge jump. It's a major difference. And I wouldn't have been prepared for it so much. If I hadn't grown up being told you, you know, don't don't be unemployed. Uh, make sure that you can keep a job and that you're always looking for the next thing and that you know you're asking for your raises and that kind of stuff. But like, uh, is that real? Like uh, the parents, they really think eighteen years, eighteen years old, you are on your own. Like real thing. Like yeah, but it wasn't. It was. It was. It was a combination, right? Because she was supportive in that she let me live in the house. She didn't kick me out. She wasn't like, all right, you, you're 18, get the fuck out. It was, you're an adult. You're making a choice not to go to college. If you're going to live here, you're going to pay rent. And you're going to obviously need a job to do that. So do that. Did you sign a lease? <laughs> no, it was really, it was a, listen, she had it figured out. As supportive as she was, it was a, a, a off the books cash transaction. <laughs> she had it figured out. Love it, All right. That's really fascinating. Like uh, Chinese parents always, like they take care of you, like even when you are 40 years old, 30 years sure. old. They, that's, but somehow, like, because I see both sides of the culture, the how sure. they deal with the kids, I think the, sometimes the, the kids, like, if parents taking too good care of them, they make them weak as well. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's ultimately what my mom was doing. She yeah. wanted us to be smart. She wanted yeah, us to yeah. be practical people who could take care of ourselves and other exactly. people. And if, we, if she just coddled us, her yeah. thinking was, then you will never know how to do anything on your own. You will always rely yeah, exactly. on somebody else. And ultimately, I think the, the kind of mentality she had was be the kind of person somebody else can rely on rather than being somebody who is relying on somebody. That's why, like, the Chinese parents, like, they always worry. They worry their kids <laughs> not doing well. They are 18, 19, 20 years old. They worry about not getting married to a right person, you know, mm -hmm. not having enough money. Yeah. That's crazy. Even... Even myself, I worry about our business, the income, everything. It's crazy. Just that's, this constant low-grade anxiety. That's that's the thing. I, I, I guess. Oh, next I time I, I think I need to kind of get, I throw away everything. If I start over, mm -hmm. I probably don't live like this kind of constant worry. It's yeah. serious. That's a real thing. We worry. That's the problem. I think this. I don't know. It's where it's getting from. Like, uh, worry about everything. And I think that's normal, though. Like, I think most people, to some degree, have anxiety. Because you're always, you're always going to be considering, like, am I doing good enough? Am I being the kind of person I want to be? Am I, I want to be successful. I want to, all these things, right? And you kind of worry that if I'm not, then maybe I'm failing, or I'm not good enough, or I failed. I said failing twice, but you get the idea. And I think that it's natural to, to worry about those things. Okay. And it's ultimately like your brain is putting up, a, it's a self-defense mechanism yeah. of like, I'm going to protect you. Are you doing good enough? Can you be doing better? And it's not pleasant, but... <laughs> mm. The eggplant is amazing. It's, uh, we, we deep fry them, we 
we bet them a little bit and then caramelize. Well, I still have the problem with that word. Caramelize. Yeah. It's, it's an odd one. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the it's the English pronunciation is a big problem for me. It's caramel, caramelized is one of those words I think that it's a lot more um, enunciated than other words. It's harder to kind of fumble through the word caramelized. Caramelized, yeah. Takes some time. A lot of, a lot of very strong syllables yeah. in a row. Yeah. It's very sweet on this mm -hmm. one. Want to drink some sake? Oh, yeah. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you very much. I find sake oh. is very pleasant. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah. very pleasant. Yeah. That's why I'm saying sake is very successful. Mm -hmm. Like here, like very widely accepted. Like Chinese liquor is crazy. It's like 53% and it's burning like hell. But if you like it, you like it a lot. Like yeah. the... The whiskey thing, it's a, uh, whiskey has, for me, it's kind of the burning different ways and it's... Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, you can feel like the, the barley, whatever, the, the wheat mm -hmm. being burned, you can mm -hmm. feel that kind of flavor inside. The Chinese leek is the same. I guess Chinese leek and the whiskey, they're, they're same level of the, they're not tasty. But the, the whiskey, you have the benefit, you can mix with other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. But Chinese liquor, you can never mix. You can never mix. So you just get the burn. Yeah. Always straight. Have you been to Japan? Have you had like, Japanese no, sake not, in Japan? Yeah, it's, um, I think that's my uh, to-do list on my high on the list. Japan and Taiwan, I need to go. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. When I grew up so poor, so literally, it's point to point. So my senior high school is in the county, still the local countryside. So the university, Tianjin University, that's the only city, big city. Mm. The first big city, real city, like like th four years in the Tianjin. Yeah. And then after that, I got my really first nice job is in Huawei. So it's a big, big corporation at that time. So I was super lucky to get the really nice job. I stayed four years in Shenzhen, five years in Shenzhen, another big city. After that, nowhere. Mm. So, so far, I'm 42 years old. I have never tried to any, never traveled to any okay. Chinese cities. I had no chance. So, very strict. Village, town, county, and then a big city, yeah. and another city, then Canada. <laughs> no other traveling okay. experience in China. That's definitely the thing I miss most in the pandemic is traveling, or yeah. just the ability to travel, even if it's just... Actually, for oh. your job, you can travel a lot as well because as long as you yeah. bring your laptop, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And am I? You're lucky. <laughs> yeah, I, I very yeah. much am. Yeah. Um, that's the nice thing too, is because I would do a lot of travel for work when you know we would write our scripts for the game, yeah. and then we would go film the scenes with the actors. I would still have to do my job because I don't want to fall behind just because yeah. I'm traveling for this other work thing. So it's nice, yeah. like I'd have my laptop and I'd be on yeah. set. We'd be yeah. filming. Uh, and, you know, we'd be giving feedback on scenes and talking to the actors and then, okay, I'm going to do this task, <laughs> which is nice. Let's me keep a good tempo. Yeah, for me, it's really interesting. I've never been to Great Wall, <laughs> even it was so close. Yeah. To, uh, to actually, the Tianjin, Beijing, I only had a one time 
Tiger. I spent two days travel from Tianjin to Beijing. It's literally between Montreal and uh, Ottawa, the okay. distance. Montreal and Ottawa. The is it accessible? Very accessible. Very easily, like train very, or yeah. That, even that time, around two thousand year two thousand, mm. the train was uh, was okay already. Was not bad. Right now, it's all like super high speed. Mm. That time, like I guess a weekend, I went there. To uh, to went to Tiananmen Square to see the flag raising thing. Yeah. There's a ceremony, but I never went to the Great Wall. The, I, I saved a lot of this thing for later. <laughs> that's the probably when I'm old, I'm probably go back to China to visit different city. There's a lot of attractions, tourist attractions like. Across China, a lot of them. Even the Xi'an, they have terracotta warriors, mm. and uh, never been there. And I'd love to see those. Yeah, yeah. It, it would be a another is like a mountain Tai. is the highest mountain in China. So everybody wants to uh, to to visit the climb the mountain mountain Tai. It's a T A I Tai is mm. the, and also on the top of that uh, the mountain along the trail, almost to the top. You have the the script, the carving, the from the the poets, really? poets from old time, like thousand years ago. So they kind of carved their poem poems on the on huge stones. So this you can see them today. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, that's wild. Do you think that poet just thought? You know, did he think that he was up there making history, making a monument for people to see in a thousand years, or was he just up there like vandalizing I, a stone? Like, no, I actually, poem, actually, 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 I guess they felt pretty good about themselves because all the poets, that that time they were like a noble people. They they had the financial yeah, freedom. Yeah, yeah. We call it financial freedom that time because they either grew up very rich or relatively well off, yeah. and then also some people sponsoring them. Seriously, there were yeah, some people yeah, sponsored. Yeah, yeah for the they sponsored them so they they can spend a lot of time traveling around all these attractions, mountains. That in Chinese culture they like mountains. Mm. As long as they say mountains, they have the big stone. They're gonna carve something. They leave their name there, so they're pretty romantic. There's yeah, a okay. there's one famous, uh, most famous, like uh, poet called Li Bai. He he was in he lived in Dynasty Town. Tang Dynasty about my twelve thousand years ago, I believe that that dynasty, the Tang Dynasty, is the best time in Chinese culture. Is the maybe the strongest in the world, and also the most richest time hmm. culturally. Yeah, in in China, the whole whole world, the Tang is famous for poets, poems. Like at that time, like you have maybe hundreds of famous poets poets from that time. They they produce a lot of Beautifully done, like poems. Yeah. So this Li Bai is the most famous one. So he's really romantic. He was really how to say that? It's kind of grand. So he was, he felt anything was in his control. He was kind of totally looked on everything. So the poem he wrote, he made, was kind of you see the the huge picture, and you you he he felt pretty above the world. His feeling, but he's the same time the same talented is called Du Fu. Another one was so same level of talent. Yeah. So they were the top two, the Tang Dynasty. They were the guys. The, the Du, Du Fu, this guy is kind of li living a relatively moderate, moderate lifestyle. So he was the yeah the, financial freedom. Yeah, he did not. He was sponsored by low-ranking kind of nobles that time. So he was struggling. 
uh, all the time. But he wrote beautifully uh, poems, beautifully, and a lot of them is expressing the the hard life of the ordinary people. So describing the voice of the people, yeah, kind of voice of the people. Yeah. I guess his last highest ranking official he was uh, we call a chief of the county. He was the highest ranking for him himself. He was the chief of the county level, and he died from starvation. Something they said he died, uh, like when he was hungry for a lot of days, and then once he last at last he met a rich family or noble family. They they fed him a lot of meat or something. He kind of had too much for one after long time. No died. He died from that. Wow. Yeah. But Dufu, the talent level, even a lot of people, they say like Dufu is better than, talent level better than Li Bai. But Li Bai always had the best life ever. He was in the royal court. Yeah, yeah a, he was living large. And yeah. also, he had a story with the, with the emperors of town, of the emperor at that time. Because in, in the, when you are emperor, you have a lot of women mm -hmm. in the royal court, like a uh, lot of wives. And one of them very beautiful, very famous. So he had even like had like um, a lot of uh, meetings with this lady, and he wrote a lot of amazing Li Bai. He's always admired because his uh, his kind of uh, literature and his kind of life he left, and he always drunk. He of course yeah always drunk. <laughs> and the Du Fu is the other one, but people really like like for us like uh, students always like Du Fu. You know your history. Yeah, yeah we, we spent a lot of time, like in the high school, the junior high school, senior high school, six years. With, that's, you have to pass the test. You have yeah, to read yeah, yeah. a lot of these ancient literatures. And a lot of them, the poems, the, the Tang Dynasty is famous for poems, and then the Song Dynasty right after. It's a lot of for the long format of the yeah. literature. So they are not even, like the, the poems you have to, every, normally four lines, Every line, either five characters or seven characters, very strict. Yeah. They have a style, very, very strict. But Song Dynasty, right after, right after Tang, Tang Dynasty, they have, they can, this line, five characters, next line, maybe ten, next yeah. line, maybe three. That's Depending a new, on. yeah, that's, that's a freestyle thing. Yeah. But the Song, but I give you the freedom of, maybe you have ten lines or twelve lines or not limited to four lines anymore. Yeah. So the Song Dynasty, that's another format called Ci. Uh, poem is Shi, the Ci is another format. It's, it's even more richer. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's richer. Like, uh, so, okay, this twice pork. Yeah, yeah. some beans too, some vegetables. So the Song Dynasty produced a lot of people, they're good at this kind of long format, like paragraph. Yeah. Thing. But it's so beautiful. The problem is, as a as a student, you have to remember them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always the problem. A lot of them, hundreds of them, and you have to remember. Once in a while, in the exam, they were they were the exam would be, please recite, write down this poem from which poet. And, and the and the tongue poet is easy. So you remember the verses and the poet exactly. So you can connect them. Yeah, and and the tongue tongue dynasty is easy because only all four mm -hmm. lines. And a certain amount of characters, but the song from song, the style changes so long, and you have to write all of them. Yep, that's pain. There, it's crazy. That's so much. I think in high school, I was disappointed in my high school, 
after I left because something I realized is that I didn't, like our education was not great. We got very simple, very basic, very Canadian-focused history. Yeah. My social studies teacher was amazing. He branched us out into, you know, Utah. he would teach us about different cultures because he would travel a lot. So he would tell us about his trip to Malaysia. He yeah. did a whole day talking about Iran because he was in Iran. Um, World War II and all the, the big beats of history. We had that, but besides that, we had no exposure to other cultures at all. Seriously? Yeah, there was So even in your history book, extremely you... Extremely white-centric, extremely Eurocentric. Seriously? So, but World War One, World War Two, yes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, was the, that was the most where we were exposed to kind of the actions and events of other countries. Mm -hmm. And that one, because it's so notable in history and affected so yeah. many different yeah, exactly. kinds of people. Like we, we you have to. That's where we were exposed yeah. to, like, okay, here's what happened in World War II. Germany invades Poland, yeah. and then Pearl Harbor happens, and then the invention of the nuclear bomb. All good stuff to know. But that was really it. Besides that, it was a lot of Canadian history, a little bit of American, but honestly, not even that much. Like, the, we didn't learn a lot is what I learned after I graduated. That's interesting. Because I started learning more about the world as I kind of went into it. Because I'd been, it's so insular, right? When you're in a small farming town in Canada and your entire life is being educated yeah. about Eurocentric and Canadian-centric yeah. histories, you don't have enough exposure to other kinds of cultures and people. So going into the world, going to San Francisco, living there was one thing, but also my job at the time required me to travel a lot. So I got to go to places that I didn't know a lot about and see different cultures and it was it was like jumping into cold water right because it's like yeah. I don't know anything I don't know how to like I don't know the tempo here yeah. I don't know how to fit in but I love that I love figuring out other kinds of cultures from like a basic level and then digging into the food and then digging into the history and the mythologies and the stories that they all have but what countries did you do you have have you ever traveled to Asians Asian so countries? I've been to Japan several times seriously yeah I've been how's Japan Everybody says it's, it's my amazing. favorite. It's my favorite place on the planet. That's the thing. You Everybody could, says that. Yeah, you could live in Tokyo a hundred years and never sleep, and you would still never see it all. You, There's you, just so much. You, you like the life, 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 uh, nightlife. A not not so much anymore. I think going in my twenties, I was like, yes, Tokyo is the best because it's loud, and bright, and at night, like going to somewhere like Shinjuku, where it's it's all clubs and it's. Neon signs, yeah, restaurants, yeah. shiny ads, and all this stuff. I was like, "This is amazing, right?" It's it's so different than here, which is just you know, and, like uh, a drunken boring, bar fight boring, in the middle of the, uh, the yeah, road. It's be boring, totally. But like, but how do you like find the language issues? Like, a, like <laughs> you you don't speak Japanese, right? No. But so, as a you're doing the game business, a lot of people they learn Japanese in the game because mm -hmm. Japan is so big on the games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are people who learn Japanese. You want to learn? Specifically to, I would love to. I don't, I'm not confident in my ability to learn a language <laughs> as a 33 year old person. But I've, I, whenever I travel to places like, I, and I've been to uh, Germany and Japan and France, anytime I, thank you, anytime I would go to these places, I would at least put in a little bit of effort to learn basics, right? Like I'd listen to books on tape, I'd do a little bit of study just to be not quite conversational, but enough that I could. Get, Come to get, a restaurant, order food. Yeah, yeah. find somewhere. Yeah, yeah. like I might not be able to look at a menu, but I can at least ask basic questions or how, where's the restroom? How do I find my hotel? Those kinds of things. Um, just things that I, because I, I don't, I don't love going to countries and just <laughs> hello. I'm speaking English and I need you to get on my level. Like that's not, that's not good. You got to put in some effort. 
and what I found in Japan is most people are willing to meet you far more than halfway. Yeah, yeah. So the, many, a lot of them speak Japanese. A lot English, of Japanese yeah. people yeah. speak English, um, and they're very apologetic about yeah. their language when they speak to you in English. Yeah. It's like, no, you're doing great. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not participating in this at all the right way. Like, I'm very grateful for you for being kind to me. Um, very accommodating about language in Japan, which is nice. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to learn expressions and, and basic questions and phrases and things like that so I could at least engage and navigate and say, excuse me, and I could greet people at hotels and yeah. things like that, right? Um, yeah, Japan is the only Asian country I, can, I think I've been to. Uh, visited Germany very briefly uh, a couple times, like for like a couple days. Uh, I spent some time in France, uh, a lot of time in the States. Like I've been all over the, yeah, yeah. the United States for work. The United like States, like kind of like the same country. <laughs> a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. like, the English yeah. people, the culture. Yeah. But in Japan, how long? Several times be traveling there? Yeah, so I, I went the first time, and, and I would always go out for the Tokyo Game Show, which mm -hmm. is basically. All the Japanese companies are hosting a huge event just outside Tokyo at this big convention center where it's they have booths and yeah. props and lights and sounds and demos and videos and announcements and all this crazy stuff. And that's where you go to get all of the latest in Japanese games. So I would go out for that event uh, and spend some time in Tokyo. Over time, what I've come to realize is as much as I love Tokyo, and I will do everything I can to visit as many times as I can, I fell in love with Kyoto last time I went because Kyoto is the capital. Oh, not capital is the Jingdu. Uh, Kyoto is the uh, is the climate agreement. Kyoto is that? Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Where, yeah, yeah. I in Chinese, we yeah we is probably the 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 previous capital. I guess that's why the Kyoto in Chinese we call Jingdu is okay. like capital. Literally means okay. capital. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah, yeah. Know. Yeah, Kyoto. Yeah, but Kyoto is so much the smaller, wider, like, like and Ottawa. Slower pace. <laughs> like, it's Ottawa, right? Oh, so very nice and quiet. Yeah, but Kyoto is—it's old, and they embrace how old it is. Like Tokyo is very modern, and then you know, there's elements of history everywhere, right? Yeah. There's shrines and ancient castles. And all that's sorts the of way stuff. they keep their tradition, keep their the old things. Yeah. Really, that's but I, I visited. I wish I remember the name, but I visited this this you know feudal castle in Kyoto, and they had like. They had uh, some terracotta warriors that they had yeah. stolen, I think. Uh, and then, like uh, on the the floorboards yeah. for the castle, they had I wish I remember the names, yeah. uh, but it was like a like a bird song kind of sound to the floorboards. When you walk on it, it would creak. And, oh, really? And, and yeah. they specifically made it that way so that uh, the tour guide was telling all this as we were walking around and floors are creaking. The way they explained it is to keep the the shogun protected. They would have these floorboards so that shogun. nobody could. Shogun is, I, I read that somewhere. Shogun means, hmm, it means that like before they open reform shogun, I guess. Mm -hmm. It could be that so that that's two rivalries for the form of the government. Mm -hmm. I guess shogun is one of the. Yeah, it was like a leadership yeah, position. Yeah. So to keep him safe from potential assassins, yeah. they had these floorboards that. You walked on them with any pressure at all. They creaked and they sang to to have the warning. To keep protected. Yeah. So yeah. if you ever you know you were sleeping in the castle and you heard yeah. that creak, you knew something was up. Yeah, something up. Yeah. It's amazing. So you you visited there several times. Yeah, I've been uh, four times, five times, yeah. four times. But I think one actually, of the times I, 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 I guess the, the trip to go somewhere else. I guess the company paid you for that as well, right? Business trips. Well, that was the nice thing, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna have a bite and then I'll get into it, but. 
That's amazing. The thing about my job in the 20s, in my 20s, sorry. I moved to San Francisco in 2012. And I work for this company that travels all over the world to cover entertainment. That's the best job ever. The best. <laughs> yeah, the best. I could literally <laughs> not have gotten luckier, had a better experience in my 20s. Yeah. Because home base was San Francisco. Yeah. Which is great. It's a yeah. wonderful city. Amazing food. Lots of interesting melting pot of cultures. Yeah. And then for my first couple of years there, all I did was travel. Germany, Japan, yeah. all, all over the and place. And they, they pay you. They, they, yeah. they pay the bills. Yeah, and the nice thing was, uh, <laughs> the system I had worked out was, obviously they'll, you know, they're paying for the flights, yeah. but if I told them, hey, I'm going to stay an extra week and do vacation in Tokyo, I just had to pay for my hotel for that seven extra yeah, yeah. days, and yeah. the flight was still taken care of. Makes sense, yeah. So it was the most amazing way to take advantage of my job, and get some meaningful life experiences and expose myself to interesting cultures and, and countries that I had never been to. That's the same thing. I have my first company, only, only company I work in China. Mm -hmm. The first job starting in 2002 because I joined, graduated in 2001. Mm -hmm. So they sent me to Egypt on the business trips. Whoa. And that's why I was so lucky. as well. I, I was Egypt? Tell me everything about Egypt. Because I love to visit Africa. It's, it's, so many amazing African countries. I'd it's love to it's see. amazing. So that time they they sent me to different business trips to do some mm -hmm. projects. So Egypt, I stayed there six months. That's what? Luxury. Yeah, Cairo. I, oh, you were you were saying earlier that you hadn't really seen, but you know you're not in China. China but, yeah, okay. but outside. So okay. the second year, so my English was really broken. I had the really broken, but somehow they said I was the doing the. We call it technical support, mm -hmm. overseas technical support. Mm -hmm. Basically, what we did is that they have they have a project, so we go there to implement the project. So even my English was very very bad, but somehow maybe we have a small team. Mm -hmm. So they they sent the, the some guys to Egypt, some guys to to other countries. Mm -hmm. So I was constantly on the travel, on the business trips. So the first was two thousand two. Only when I was twenty three. I was in charge of the the project to do the broadband. The we call it like the the modem. Even today, yeah. the bell has the same yeah. the, over the telephone line. So we call it broadband. Yeah. The broadband. But Egypt was like uh, when you program like uh, one family, right? One line. If you have telephone line, we we send you a modem, right? Mm -hmm. In the central office, we have another modem. So this modem working with the this the the. the modernization and then demodernization thing so basically the training we call it the training on the line is a 60k the bandwidth the minimum the granular is 32 or 64k 64k the minimum bandwidth broadband but somehow the egypt like uh, in china that time 2002 in shenzhen we always get two meg two meg for the bro the or one meg or five 512k for the Bandwidth, like everybody has mm -hmm. the broadband, but somehow when we get there, they told us, okay, for the email only, for this family, this line, could you just restrict the speed to sixteen k, sixteen k? So literally, we cannot. Slower than dial up. Yeah. <laughs> so dial up was like thirty k or twenty. Okay. It depends yeah. on the quality of the line. Mm -hmm. So that time, I thought like China was really way ahead of like because. For us, literally, we the the technically we cannot split up split up like sixty four k to sixteen k. We can do that. 
we call training on the line, 32 kids, the minimum. So the granular, the, the degree is 32k. So that time was, it's like kind of, this, the, the customer, like uh, I guess the biggest telecom company in Egypt, yeah. they say like, they don't need that much. They need only like emails, <laughs> 16k is enough. But it's broadband. It's amazing that they brought you out there for that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Do less. That's I have a lot of, like, I stayed there. It's amazing. I see the, that was starting. In, in the, even in China, the broadband was, right now the internet speed is crazy in China. It's the, the cell phone, the, there's no, there's never limit on the data, cellular data. Mm -hmm. Long time ago, 10 years ago, there was no limit. The China is, like the the volume is like a wholesale. The volume is too many mobile phones, so they don't care about like what data usage you have. So it's always very very cheap, very high speed. But when I 2002 when I visit Egypt, I realized like, geez, here is the infrastructure on the telecom was so poor, and uh, I stayed there several months. Like we we literally using the high tech to to try to to kind of low tech. Like a broadband, it's, it's like dial-up. If you use dial-up, you get 30K. It's, but then they ask for 32. <laughs> and then you get the problem, like the, the modem on the computer is doing the dial-up yeah. modem, right? You don't need to have a separate modem yeah. to install. You get nothing out of it. So bizarre. Yeah. What, a, what a strange approach. Yeah. But maybe they want to embrace the new technology. It's a... It's a that is called AD, ADSM, AS is the, what is that called, like uh, that terminology is for the, the, the kind of broadband over oh, okay. the telephone line. Yeah. But even now, even Bell, they are, right now Bell maybe have the big problem with the, the video tone because the, the cable, the cable, it's the, the copper wire is much thicker, so it's much stabler. Hmm much stabler so the bandwidth everything that's why the video tone have huge advantage to bell because the we call it twist lines the telephone lines by definition by all kinds of kind of objective means it's not compatible com like not competitive to yeah. Uh, yeah yeah to the to the cable cable wire it's interesting that it's entirely the cable yeah the cable <laughs> if you have the cable it's always stable it's just Technically, not comparable to uh, to, yeah. to the cable because it's so thick. The copper thing in, in the core is thick, and then when you do the modern thing, it's much stable, and then it can produce much higher speed. I feel good about yeah. using video drums yeah, on the bell now. Yeah. I don't but, care for that bell company. Yeah, the the telephone line is easy access. It's everybody. Some some houses you don't have the cable, but you have telephone line. So it's kind of based on that infrastructure. So Bell had the very beginning, the, the advantage. But when, like in Montreal, the city, yeah. like everybody has a cable <coughs> connection to your house or units, and the, the advantage <coughs> lost right away. So that's the the first job I had. Okay. was amazing. Egypt, six months. Six months. I went to the that's Giza awesome. pyramids four or five times already. I went to really? the... Yeah, I went to the... The, in, say in, in the middle, like the stairs, you go maybe 200, I counted maybe between 200 to 300 yeah. uh, steps, you go to the, the room, the room for the coffins, mm -hmm. the real coffins. The tombs. Yeah, the tomb. The, because the first time when you are new, 
we had always always had an office there, so the colleague will bring you there. Let's you first time here, so let's go to the pyramid, mm -hmm. and the next time I'm the old one. So new, you're bringing yeah, the yeah, exactly. Now. So I went several times. That's good. That's my favorite thing about traveling to, and that's what I do in Japan. Whenever I go to yeah. Japan, too, is every time I've been to Japan, it's been with somebody different. Yeah, thank you. Um, so the first time I went, it was obviously I was totally fish out of water, had no idea what I was doing, but I had a couple of people who I was with who had been before. So they were the guides. They introduced us to these great food places and this awesome landmark. Are they expensive? Attraction. The, the real Japanese food is Not really, to be honest. Like, you can get a, like, we would pop into a, a random ramen shop or a sushi shop, right? We'd just be walking on the road. We'd look for, like, a hole in the wall, play small, go in there. Uh, a lot of the time they have the, like, machines so you can just order at the front and you give Seriously. them a ticket. And then they just make the food and bring it to you, oh. rather than because it it helps with the language barrier too, right? If you just walk so, into a ramen shop and you look at a bunch of pictures, like of ramen, McDonald's the machine, McDonald's, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you just I want that ramen and yeah. that drink, and you give them the ticket and they bring it to you. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but every time I've been to Japan after yes. that, it was like, okay, these were the three things that I really liked. Here were the three things I found on my own. I'll introduce somebody new to all of those things. So every time I go, it's like this, the trips end up being very similar because I go to my favorite spots, but they're all so good. Yeah, it's, that's why when I, I'm when I do well with this restaurant, I can live for several days. I probably bring my daughter to the Japan. That's my I, I my, my first yeah my first. Like I think we are. My daughter is eight. Like when we are we're in the car and we listen to like uh, 95.9, the Virgin Radio. They always play songs like, sometimes once in a while you see that the, the sushi from Japan kick like Jack Chen or something. Mm -hmm. There's that song, like, uh, my daughter like, like that song, like Sushi Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we, we heard that song on the radio, like, my daughter would say, let's go to Japan. Let's go to Japan, yeah. Let's go to Japan, yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing I have to, for, for me it would be much easier because a lot of the, the place name and we're being Chinese character anyway. Yeah. So it's like ancient Chinese. Mm -hmm. Is the meaning will be a little bit off, but will not be off too much. So literally, you can read the Chinese character. We know what exactly it's oh, like. Cool. Yeah, it's very close. Mm -hmm. It's like ancient Chinese. So they, I guess that they, they kind of split from the that time. So they had the the Chinese character from old time China. Yeah. And then they split up. So like we develop our way. They have <coughs> that different path. So the same character. They may have same origin. Yeah, yeah, but they may have little slight different meaning, but almost very close. You can That's guess ninety percent right. Every time when we watch the Japanese shows, movies, yeah. we know the the places. <clears throat> oh, this is the police station. So this is something right away. The character, the same. Yeah. So we we don't have to you know, but the pronunciation will be totally off. You have yeah, to. Yeah. You, you have to. Uh, it's amazing, and also for for this. Like the eat with the owner, and probably I have a. I spoke with the Japanese the customer. Probably she mm -hmm. will be on the show as well. That would nice. be amazing. I really like Korean, South Korea, and Japanese. If some of them they well, come to the Korea. show, it's amazing. Especially like like for South South Korea, Ch Japanese and Chinese, they share the same kind of root, the mm. culture. Culturally, it's all coming from Confucius Confucius culture. So even the collective. Like thinking, like the collective thinking is very very different from the West because the people they always think like, uh, what do we do to benefit the whole group? The the people yep. they have discipline. Even the parents, I guess they they bring up the kids. Mm -hmm. They're gonna teach them somehow. 
you know, it's the that's kind of think about the goodness of the a group. Well, that's the striking yeah. thing about coming back to North America yeah. after going somewhere like Japan is you spend all this time around uh, a society that is extremely efficient, yeah, yeah. extremely disciplined, yeah. right? Like if your train is late, they hand you a slip so that you can give it to your boss to tell them that it's the train line taking responsibility for it. It's our fault, not your worker. Um, everybody's very courteous. Everybody understands the rules of, you know, stand to the right, the left, pass people. Uh, if you're walking faster, get out of the way. If you're walking slowly, uh, all sorts of like just little tiny things like that. Everything runs on time. Everything is clean. People respect each other. Sorry. People respect each other's distance. Um, if somebody's sick, they wear a mask on the train. Those kinds of things that, don't exist here at all yeah. <laughs> in any capacity. Even even Japan, they when they are too old or they have their trouble, they want to commit suicide. They go to a, a specific place. They said, even I commit suicide, I don't want to disturb people. I don't bring trouble to other people. That's amazing. So, you know, like there's a I, I read some somewhere. There's a little forest, the woods. Yeah, a lot of people they go inside to commit suicide because they Just don't to want to bother. Yeah, they don't want to bother other people, create extra trouble for other people. If you die in the street, you kind of create, disturb other people. So that's the mentality yeah. of the collective, collective uh, I thinking. Def I definitely resonate. Like that, I, yeah. that clicks with me a little bit. Like not, not the going to the woods to die part yeah. so much, but I, I, I've thought like when I get really existential and think about my own mortality, I think, you know, if I'm, if I'm healthy, if I know I'm sick, yeah. if I know I don't have a lot of time, I think what I'd like to do is just go into the world and yeah. then wherever I stop, I stop. Yeah, but exactly. it's, it's that mentality of like, oh, I don't want to be a bother yeah. with me, yeah. which is, that's a heavy subject to think that you're a problem. But yeah. It's uh, Japan is really amazing. The, the Chinese culture right now, to be honest, it's a little bit different. But the old Chinese is very close to Japanese, very close. But fortunately, they kept, they kept the whole tradition. They are the respect to um, respect to the the generations seniors. It's the same thing. Like yeah. uh, in, in the old Chinese, we people bow, especially the people they educated. So yeah. All the all the people like the po poets, they were really well off. So they in the noble family. Yeah. So they really had that tradition to kind of respect each other, to appreciate each other's intellect yeah. intellectual level. So when we read the ancient Chinese literatures, you see we they always bow to each other. They always say nice things about. They keep the respect, the yeah. distance, everything. It's like the the Japanese. They kept this amazing, like the the Chinese Japanese character as well. The it's called Jun. Like um, they always call each other Jun mm. to uh, to to respect you it's a like uh, that character is from chinese character same hmm. japanese use the same they is they just call you something to yeah. add one character yeah to to mean like you like are noble yeah, yeah you are noble something it's it's really amazing you see the the tradition there they are like uh, they kept everything the the tradition is the confucius like uh, maybe a thousand years ago but it's hierarchy, that's for sure. Because in the Confucius is a hierarchy. If you sure. if you study the Confucius, Confucius is kind of how to rule people. It's from top down. They rule people, yep. they, they teach you to to obey rules, to respect your yeah. seniors. Even in the Confucius, the, the writing, it's like if the if the emperor asks you, the senior officials, the ministers, to die, you have to die. 
Seriously. It's intense. Yeah, it's very intense. It's the it's the it's the philosophy, the whole theory to to help the emperor to the top people mm -hmm. to rule the yeah, common people. Yeah, yeah. And also there's another thing is the woman's rights. It's like if you if like a woman has to wife have to listen hundred percent to the husband. Yeah. If the husband dies, <laughs> the woman has to listen to the oldest son. Mm -hmm. That's the in the Confucius. Yeah. It's the, the it's very that, odd. that's how they kept the society stable. Mm -hmm. It's the, it kind of the, With the patriarch. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of the way of managing the society. That's <coughs> why it's so popular for two thousand years ago. Two thousand years, like the it's 200, 221 BC. That's the Emperor Qing united the whole China. That's the the first time ever. Before was the states. It's the warring states. Yeah. But thousands of years. Yeah, but bef so, two hundred twenty-one years before Christmas, mm -hmm. before Christ, the BC. Yeah. That that year, the Emperor Qing united the whole China. So he used the whole philosophy to, from that time, always united, because they having this philosophy, this theory, literally a theory, how to manage a country, to be implemented throughout all this dynasty, this dynasty. Tongue, all this song and all this dynasty they they kind of the difference between dynasties is like who's ruling who's who family because every dynasty has a family name it's always passed to the sense yeah so it's like a Tang is Li, Li family Tang dynasty song is Zhao family so they always have this it depends on how many after generations some emperors they're gonna really corrupt it or they're really not yeah. Content. No doubt. So the ministers, <clears throat> they have problem with ministers or the other rivalries. So they rivals. So they kind of rise up. So they kind of change the family from Li to Zhao. Yuan is Mongolia. After after Zhao Song Dynasty is the Yuan. We call Yuan Dynasty. That's Mongolia. Mongolia. The uh, Kubilei. Kubilei is the grandson of Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Okay. So. Kind of, they kind of conquered the whole China. Yeah. Then they adopted the Chinese system. They they changed the name to Yuan Dynasty, but they they stayed only less than one hundred years because they are so brutal. Oh, it's so, completely it's completely different than society yeah, yeah. was yeah. used to. Yeah, exactly. They they put the the Chinese people as a second class citizen. Yeah. So the intellectuals, so they kind of think, oh, it's a foreign invaders. So kind of they rise up. After, they only, I guess, if. Look up the history. Probably the Mongolia ruling in China only less than hundred years, because they they were kind of they put the Mongolians, the noble people, way above the regular the Chinese nobles, the the regular Han nobles. Because it's in the old time always nobles ruling, right? Yeah, of At course. Level level and the, but like the Yuan Dynasty after that will be Ming Dynasty. So Ming will be the family name Zhu. So it's all like the revolutions. The, in China, the dynasty, the revolutions is different families. Interesting. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's so different than here. Yeah, but they it's use, really but they use the same philosophy yeah. to rule. Is the Confucius? Mm -hmm. The Confucius is is even today, is into people's mind. It's amazing that it's endured that long. Yeah, like, it's, that's thousands of years. Yeah, that's the successful of this yeah. Confucius. Confucius is. If you look at today, if you look at those kind of writings in the the words mm -hmm. in the Confucius theory, they have a book. It will be a lot of time, a lot of trouble, a <laughs> lot of trouble, a <laughs> lot of trouble. You will see, yeah. totally wrong, totally wrong. Yeah, they, they, the the woman's rights is 
nothing. They this yeah. they said uh, this one very famous quote quote is like uh, the two people you don't deal with, two kinds of people you don't deal with is woman and the bad people. It's the bad people. Yeah, bad people. We call the shorin. Yeah, bad people. The people give you trouble. They say things behind you, backstab okay. you. Yeah, and the woman and the bad people. Amazing that just. Women the, the, are just in that category. Yeah, exactly. Women and bad people are exactly. the same. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's from Confucius. Yeah. Literally his writing. He was the philosopher. Yeah, he's that a time. wise philosopher. Yeah. But, but, but that time. <laughs> Could have used a little yeah, bit of yeah, exactly. cultural calibration. So, so he was Confucius is himself. Kongzi. He was about 2,500 2, years ago. But when he had the book, when he had the writing, he was uh, admired by a lot of his mm -hmm. disciples, uh, uh, disciples, right? Dis yeah, disciple. disciples. So he had he had a lot of followers as well. But then, <clears throat> most importantly, his thinking, his ideas, was adopted by the rulers, by the emperors, or after Emperor Qing. Yeah, that's not good. Because yeah. you don't want <laughs> like a misogynistic, sexist worldview. Like exactly. Women are equal to bad people yeah. to be at the highest yeah. levels of authority. Yeah, but that 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 theory helped all these emperors to rule the yeah, whole country. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it is so that they can keep control. Yeah, exactly. It's about, yeah. you know, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. Everybody else has fewer rights. Yeah. But even, that's why I guess the most uh, beautiful thing Japan did like 200 years ago. So they kind of, it was the same system they inherited, same theory. But then about 200 years ago or something, when the Western, the British Americans or the Brit French people, yeah. they used their navy to, to reach the shore of Japan, they chose to open up, to adapt, adopt, adopt the idea of the Western idea. That's why Japan was mm -hmm. a Western country. Mm -hmm. So they opened up, say, the, the ruling class at the time, they were thinking that the, 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 the word you uh, mentioned before was, uh, the, what is that called? Uh, don't remember. Yeah, that, that was. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's a rivalry thinking of how to yeah. govern the, yeah. the government. There was a war between them. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of movies about that time. So yeah. there was like one, one school of thinking, another school of thinking. So they fought, they fought each other. Maybe a thousand people, 10,000 people died from that war. But after that, they kind of, you know, they said, let's go this way. Yeah. yeah. And probably history proved them that could be the better way, right? It's uh, crazy. You really know your history. I love that. This is nice. I, mean, yeah. I just came for lunch and to talk, and I'm getting a nice history lesson today. It could be wrong. I, 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 I'm not responsible to Yeah, that's me too. I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah, this is to, what I think is true. It's we need to go up. to Wikipedia for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We need a fact checker yeah, behind yeah. the camera or something. It's fascinating. I, and I kind of, last month I was kind of watching a, a movie from uh, uh, Netflix about that, that period of war mm -hmm. in Japan. It, a lot of wars in Japan, they kind of the both sides, the two sides, they only involve like 10,000 people, 10,000 10, soldiers. Yeah. That's kind of a major battle for them. Yeah. But in China, always half million. <laughs> <laughs> That's already a very decisive battle yeah. in Japan. Like yeah. Maybe 10,000 or 5,000 soldiers each side. That's decisive for the direction of the country. It's amazing. That's wild. Uh, the scale of it is so yeah, daunting. This scale, like, yeah. That's, that's a city. Yeah. 500,000 people yeah. is a city. And, and also, the, it's a collect, but the beautiful thing is like sometimes they kept the, the collective thinking. They kind of they find the good balance. It's even, even today, I guess, the collective thinking is still very, very 
very yeah. very uh, deep in their mind. So that's why I guess a lot of time they can produce things really amazing, and they can more responsible society. If they set out a goal to say, okay, let's people just behave more responsibly. We can do a little more of that here, I think. Exactly, <laughs> but but at the same time, they don't have the the the, the people the crazy idea of expression. Mm. You know, you have kind of wacky people, but some people, the wacky people, they get admired. They create a phenomenon. Yeah, I guess true. in the but maybe may not be true in like. My reading about maybe ten years ago, even Japanese people they exp they admire some the freedom they in the United States because they were trained when they are very young to be respectful. You know they did not have that fire. You yeah, know, yeah. The, you know they see these crazy people. I kind of re uh, they, they will say, oh, we admire those kind of crazy people. You know, we just don't produce enough <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah, we people. Need more crazy people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks it could be true as well for for them. Say like oh, quite thanks. just a little. Perfect. We need to drink, finish the whole bottle. Do we? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, <laughs> but we have some work to do. Well, let's eat a little bit. Yeah. It's nice to take breaks too. I get a little full, digest a little, come back. Is that all you can eat at buffet? Yeah, seriously. So much food for two people. This is what we do though, is we order like this. We just order a lot, and then any I leftovers guess last us. Several days for for two people probably will be two plates. Yeah, like or three. We usually do this and then our rice. Mm. That's it. Sometimes we'll get like a vegetable on the side, and then the next morning, cook it up, do it again for uh, lunch. Our our restaurant, to be honest, is not good for one people. If if only one people yeah. coming to 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 order, I I don't no, please leave. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> this I, is not for you. I think they were. Because like you don't want to order two plates, right? Mm -hmm. Only one, and then you don't have variety, and then That's you true. yeah, and it's sometimes I feel bad <laughs> if when people coming to eat, and then after the bill, you see okay, you spent this much money, but you only had the chance to have the chance to eat only one plate, mm -hmm. and it may not be your favorite. <laughs> and if you have two people coming together, you actually have two or three dishes, and you can share. Yeah, this is definitely the way to go. Just a bunch of different stuff. Spin it's it around. A, it's a, it's, it's perfect. A, yeah, it's Chinese. I guess Chinese cuisine is more for sharing. It's yeah. everybody. In, in the old times, like even my generation, when we grew up, it's annoying. It's like they always pick for you. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a, even in the countryside today, probably they still do that. <laughs> and right now, we all have the serving spoon or serving mm -hmm. chopsticks. But in, in when you want to show people you are too nice, very nice to them. You always pick, like, especially the old generation. Your my parents' generation, they always pick up for you and then... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but I want to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of a... Even today, if if I go back to uh, to my village, like, every time I go back, it's, it's a big thing. It's mm. a big thing because, like, all the relatives, my real aunt, yep. not aunt, not aunt yeah, yeah, not <laughs> yeah. aunties from the village, yeah. but the real aunt is my father's sister. I, my father has two sisters. That's like <clears throat> a huge thing, huge thing. Like uh, in China, if your father's sisters, we call aunt, like uh, gu, uh, xiao gu, da gu. This is amazing. They like treat you like their own kid because 
thinking from their perspective, it's like you are my brother's kid. Yeah, it's like their own. Yeah, because their motherhood, right? It's a sure. it's a motherhood. You are sisters of the father. So like it's my own. So they were treated as like crazy, really nice. It's every time I I visit their homes, their houses. It's amazing. We like feel like a royal. Yeah, it's like your house. <laughs> yeah,、now. exactly. It's amazing. <laughs> every time、uh, I I go back. Like、uh, to the village, and I have two aunts, and they are amazing. So、uh, it's even we're spoiled. Even at the very poor condition, we're kind of spoiled. They have one apple; they give you the whole apple. You know.、So. Is that true now? Like if you go home now, as an adult man, is it the same way? It's still. Yeah, in, that's in their, awesome. In their mind, I'm forty-two. Probably they are sixty something. They still think you're, you're still a the young kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So、uh, it's it's crazy. I'm now getting to the point in my life where I'm officially starting to feel old. Not just like <laughs> oh, I'm sore all the time or whatever, but just the way like the way that I think about time used to be. You know, in your twenties, you're like, oh, yeah, a lot back, of time. Way、yeah. back when、yeah. I was in high school, it's like four years ago or whatever,、mm. right? But now it's like my favorite movies came out twenty, thirty years ago, <laughs> and that's that's insane to me. And now I was talking to my sister on the phone. She had mentioned、uh, her her daughter, my niece. You know, she's buying a car, and she said, "You know, in four years, I'll give it to her."、And、I was like, "You're going to give your car to your child?" And I was, I was like, "Oh my god, she's she's twelve years old. Twelve already. It's twelve, yeah." And it's that moment of, "Oh, I'm I'm now old enough for another human being to have grown up." <laughs> it's like, "Oh no!"、It's、But a- that's an interesting part of your life now. Is like, I'm now.、Uh, Like when I go home, I、uh, I just spoil those kids,、yeah. like their mind to an extent,、uh, you know, because I get to have all the fun with them. Here's the presents and the candy, and you feel good, and we're having a great time. And then you go home, and I don't have to deal with you going to bed. I don't have to deal with you sugar、yeah. crashing or being an annoying nightmare.、Yeah. Having a good time, making my sister's problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's why some, sometimes we say like everybody likes dogs, like a pet. Yeah. And as long as we don't own the dogs, yeah, and yeah, yeah. we pet your dogs, yeah, I'll pet the dog. But、yeah. I don't want to take it for a walk. I don't want to clean it. I don't exactly. Like a good litter box. It's, it's amazing. 